Welcome to From Hearing to Knowing. I'm your host, Charlotte Aber. This somewhat bleak episode is about microplastic drifting down with the snow. Plastic is literally falling from the sky, y'all. We need to do something about this. Over the past several years, microplastic particles have repeatedly been detected in seawater, drinking water, and even animals. But these minute particles are also transported by the atmosphere and subsequently washed out of the air especially by snow, and even in such remote regions as the Arctic and the Alps. This was demonstrated in a study conducted by experts at the Alfred Wagner Institute and a Swiss colleague recently published in the Journal of Science Advances. This article was published on August 14, 2019. The fact that our oceans are full of plastic litter by now has become common knowledge. Year after year, millions of tons of plastic litter find their way to rivers, coastal waters, and even the Arctic deep sea. Thanks to the motion of the waves and even more to the UV radiation of the sun, the litter is gradually broken down into smaller and smaller and smaller fragments. These fragments are referred to as microplastic. This microplastic can be found in marine sediment, in seawater, and in marine organisms that inadvertently ingest it. In comparison, there has been little research to date on whether, and if so, to what extent, if it's possible, maybe microplastic particles were transported by the atmosphere. Only a handful of works were available, e.g. from researchers who were able to confirm the particles' presence and near major urban centers in France and China. A team of experts from the Alfred Wagner Institute, Helmholtz Center for Polar and Marine Research, AWI, has now found that microplastic particles can apparently be transported over tremendous distances by the atmosphere and later washed out of the air by precipitation, particularly snow. That kind of makes Frosty the snowman recyclable? I don't know. As the team led by Dr. Melanie Bergman and Dr. Gunnar Gertz report in the Journal of Science Advances, the analysis they conducted on snow samples from Heldgoland, it's literally Helgoland, guys. Helgoland. Okay, that's quite a choice. Bavaria, Bremen, the Swiss Alps, and the Arctic confirmed the snow at all sites contained high concentrations of microplastic. Even in the remote reaches of the Arctic, on the island Svalbard, Svalbard, and in snow on drifting ice flows. It's readily apparent that the majority of the microplastic in snow comes from the air, says Melanie Bergman. Her hypothesis is supported by past research conducted on grains of pollen, in which experts confirm that pollen from the middle latitudes is transported by the air to the Arctic. These grains are roughly the same size as the microplastic particles. Similarly, dust from the Sahara can cover distances of 3,500 kilometers or more reaching the northeast Atlantic. So in a way, if you have a loved one that's very far away from you, in one way or in the other, 
You're looking up at the same moon and you're breathing the same air. Hopefully that makes this feel a little bit better. The AWI researchers found the highest concentration in samples gathered near a rural road in Bavaria, 154,000 particles per liter. Even the snow in the Arctic contained 14,400 particles per liter. The types of plastic found also varied greatly between sampling sites. In the Arctic, the researchers chiefly found nitrate rubber, acrylates, and paint, which are used in a host of applications. Given its resistance to various types of fuel and broad temperature range, nitrate rubber is often used in gaskets and hoses. Paints containing plastic are used in several different areas, e.g. to coat the surfaces of buildings, ships, cars, offshore oil rigs, and Near the rural road in Bavaria, the samples especially contained various types of rubber, which is used in countless applications, such as automotive tires. If you ever get a chance, Google America's Mountain of Tires Recycling, it will give you a little bit of hope in your life. One of the intriguing aspects of the AWI study, the microplastic concentrations found are considerably higher than those in studies conducted by other researchers e.g. on dust deposits. According to Gunnar Gertz, this could be due to one of two reasons. First of all, snow is extremely efficient when it comes to washing microplastic out of the atmosphere. Secondly, it could be due to the infrared microscope, which allowed us to detect even the smallest particles down to the size of only 11 micrometers. Gertz and his colleagues melt the snow and pour the meltwater through a filter. The residue trapped in the filter is then examined with an infrared microscope. Depending on the type of plastic, different wavelengths of the infrared light are absorbed and reflected. In this way, an optical fingerprint can be used to determine what type of plastic you found. I wonder if they got this idea from a Brita filter. Whereas other experts sort out microplastic from other samples by hand under the microscope, which can easily cause some particles to be overlooked. Gertz uses his infrared microscope to test all the residue, ensuring that he and the team hardly miss a thing. We've automated and standardized the technique so as to rule out the errors that can creep in when manual analysis is used. As such, it's hardly surprising that the analysis conducted at the AWI yielded especially high particle concentrations. In light of the meteorological realities, the AWI experts are convinced that a major portion of the microplastic in Europe, and even more in the Arctic, comes from the atmosphere and snow. According to Melanie Berman, the additional transport route could also explain the high amounts of microplastic that we found in the Arctic sea ice and the deep sea in previous studies. In the future, when we take core samples of solid ice, we'll be able to see the layer of modern industrial society we will be known as the era of the microparticles falling from the sky. <sighs> Lastly, there's another key question that motivates her work. To date, there are virtually no studies investigating the extent to which human beings are subject to microplastic contamination. In other words, are we breathing this in? Is it affecting us? It's probably in our system. Try not to panic. In addition, most 
research has focused on how animals or human beings absorb microplastic from what they eat, as Berman explains. But once we've determined that large quantities of microplastic can also be transported by the air, it naturally raises the question as to whether and how much plastic we're inhaling. Older findings from medical research offer promising points of departure for work in this direction, yet another aspect that warrants a closer look into the future. Materials provided by Alfred Wagner Institute, Himholtz Center of Polar and Marine Research. Note, content may be edited for style, length, and dry or dark sense of humor. This article was sourced for you from Science Daily. Thank you for listening to From Hearing to Knowing. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe.